0: Welcome back to a podcast you can't refuse. I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we're talking about episode five of The Offer, Kiss the Ring. This episode starts out very similarly to uh, one of the heists in Goodfellas. A car is stalled in the middle of the road, and a truck stops there, and the driver gets blown away. And this driver was actually played by... Uh, James Medeo, who is, uh, you might remember as one of the Lost Boys in Hook. And this one isn't really a Easter egg by any means, but I do like the discussion of Tessio having to be a little bit older in Francis Ford Coppola's eyes And Tessio in the film is played by Abe Vigoda, who then kind of ends up portraying just an old man in skits on the Conan O'Brien show uh, later on in life. One scene that was really interesting to me was, was Bob Evans getting to the restaurant and we see the Head of MGM also there. And you see how how well Robert Evans does the work of, you know, glad handing and making sure people know he's in the room. And it's it felt very similar to me, like our first introduction to Mo Green, when he walks into the party scene in The Godfather and he's, you know, Saying hello to the waiters and saying hello to a few people, like Johnny Fontaine, before finally meeting up with Michael. And we have some scenes later with Joe Colombo, and the FBI conduct a raid on his establishment and take a few things, including one of the uh, film passes for one of the crew members, and he Walks out and says, Congressman Biagi sends his best, which has actually been referenced in multiple things. It's first mentioned in The Godfather, a very similar line, when Frank Pentangeli is betrayed, the assassin says, Michael Corleone says his, sends his best, which is actually not true because Michael has nothing to do with that assassination attempt on Pentangeli, but Pentangeli doesn't know that it's just Hyman Roth trying to frame Michael for it. And because that line has been so used and so well known, they also use it in game of Thrones where when, Bruce Bolton uh, stabs uh, Rob Stark during the Red Wedding. He says, Jamie Lannister sends his regards. So it's a quote that is used in a few different things, and I thought it was cool that it was referenced here as well. And then the next scene, we actually get right back into the production offices, and it is an argument, one would say, between Francis Ford Coppola and Gordon Willis, who is the cinematographer, uh, who has the nickname in the film industry, The Prince of Darkness, because of actually how dark The Godfather Part Two is in some significant scenes like the scene with Michael and Fredo, uh, you can barely see Fredo because he's basically completely in shadow. And this was Gordon Willis's style. And, you know, with that style, it means you very much have to be in the specific spot for the light to catch you the correct way. And if you miss your mark, uh, you're probably going to be in complete darkness. But that is the benefit and the problems with that kind of lighting style, as Coppola points out, is like the actors need to be able to move freely as well. And that's the problem with that style. And then later we see a scene of Columbo and Biagi meeting to discuss the permit issue. And we actually see Columbo making another reference to Godfather Part One in talking about how his son is already smarter than him. I thought he was just about to say a line from the movie right after, where michael is talking about anthony and saying oh he's he's already he's smarter than me he you know 6 years old and he's already reading the funny papers and i thought colombo was about to say that but he didn't quite say say it that exact way but i'm sure the you know he's you know already smarter than me is all already a bit of a reference to the godfather and in the scene right after that, it is hilarious as a film fan to know that Robert Evans's thoughts on Chinatown at first were, Oh, is this the one about <laughs> incest and water rides? Which, he's not wrong. That is kind of what that movie is about. And, you know, as an occasional filmmaker myself, I... I'm so glad I never do anything that big of budget because the production meetings on anything that has a bigger budget, you immediately start getting those little conversations like you see in this movie where, you know, so much is brought upon by, you know, Oh, we've got this, uh, you know, there's too many speaking parts, Can uh, can some of them be combined, you know, little stuff like that, that, you know, you have to deal with. And I love the just look of just gobsmacked of, you know, oh, do we really need this many extras at the wedding? It's like, yes, we do. It's the Don's daughter. Like it would be a huge, lavish wedding no matter what. And I know I've mentioned it before, but I do love the fact that the getaway seems to be a recurring topic of conversation between Allie and Robert Evans. And the getaway is, as I've mentioned before, the movie where she meets and falls in love with Steve McQueen. And it is kind of the reason for her and Robert Evans's divorce, uh, but you can also see those seeds being planted a little bit anyway because Robert Evans is kind of a dick. You know, as she walks in and she asks, "Oh, what's this?" and he's like, "Oh, a script. Oh, is there anything for me? No." And one of the scenes, I this. M- Honestly, might be the best scene so far in this series. The Corleone family dinner with the whole cast, you know, Brando, Pacino, Talia Shire, Jimmy Kahn, everybody. And this was a tale Francis Ford Coppola has told many times in the behind the scenes stuff and in his commentary for the film is they had a very extensive rehearsal process and rehearsal time. And one of the things that he did was doing rehearsals, improvised rehearsals just as a family. And, you know, as Brando points out in this, you know, they're talking about, you know, all right, well, what would we do if, you know, we have the family coming together for Vito's birthday, you know, and the little touches of, you know, Vito, who is so, so strong, but also you can tell he's so loving and adoring to his wife, you know, in Godfather part two, um, as, as Jenko is is fawning over the young actress who he's he he's dating and, you know Vito says that oh the only thing I see is my wife and my children you know he they are his whole world and so he sees and defers of like no I'm not the first one to be served like serve your mother first like make sure she gets food. And then in the course of this, you know, John Kazal, who plays Freddie, you know, misspeaks and kind of makes a little bit of a fool of himself and gets a little embarrassed, but you can tell it's from a good place because, you know, Freddie might not be the smartest. I mean, he's not dumb, you know, like they say, but he's, he's not the smartest. Like he can, he's capable of things, but, you can tell he feels so much for the family that, you know, he, he wanted some eggplant and it's like, Hey dad, do you want some eggplant? Oh, you, you, you don't. Well, I, I just wanted some. Um, so that's why I asked and then feels embarrassed. And then of course, you know, Carlo says something very inappropriate and, you know, points out in a joking manner at first that, you know, he may be a bit abusive to Connie and that's a no-go. That is when Jimmy Conn gets in and gets mad and, you know, Sonny gets mad and that is, you know, a v- crux of the first film is how hot tempered Sonny is like he's powerful But he's hot-tempered and sometimes flies off the handle and doesn't think. And while Sonny is flying off the handle, Michael does the line of, Oh, do you know what Corleone means? It means heart of a lion. So I wouldn't point out the fact that you're the slowest in the herd, which is such a very Michael thing to say. Like, Michael is... The brains of this operation You know We got You know Sonny gets The Don's power Fredo gets His heart And Michael gets his brain You know Michael gets the smarts And the strategic thinking That made Don Vito so dangerous But Michael doesn't Always need to loft it over people but in some ways he wants to, like that's almost a little bit of a show off line of like, Oh, Hey, you know what this means? Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe don't try to step up and say that you're smacking my sister around because, you know, there's a bunch of us and one of you and it won't take much to take you down. And, this is where we get the title of the episode in kiss the ring because it is that submissive nature that we see multiple times, um, from Buenos Aires to, you know, the very end of the first Godfather film of, you know, kissing the ring and being like, Nope, you are the head of this family. He, you know, I will do what I can to serve you. Um, I am forever in your debt. And that was all for the Easter eggs that I found in this episode. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, follow me on all social media at KnockedOutFilms. Thanks.